You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 178 with Tim and David. We're going to talk about Microsoft. We're going to talk about iOS 8, iPhone, Samsung. We've got a lot of feedback from you guys. Love it. Check it out. Hey guys, it's TechFan178. I'm Tim Robertson. He's David Cohen, and it is the day everyone around the world has been waiting for, David. You can actually go out, buy, and get your hands on an iPhone 6. Unless you want an iPhone 6 yeah. Plus, then you're probably going to wait if you weren't up at midnight uh, Central Time last week and pre-ordered one. Yeah. Uh, I believe, they, I've not seen this myself, but I believe the queues are horrendous. Yeah, I'm... Uh, I was posting photos and tweeting with people this morning for OWC, and yeah, I it, the lines are pretty long. It's uh, didn't look like a lot of fun to me. I, I don't think I'd want to have to wait in line for an iPhone six. But you know, honestly, David, some of the fun though is waiting in line. It's the social aspects of being in line. Um, you know, everyone's there for the same thing to buy this product. A lot of the people that were texting me on Twitter were saying that. They were trying to get the the six, not the six plus. Yeah. And uh, I I don't know. I, it's have you ever waited in line? Did you ever do the line waiting game? I have done a little bit of line waiting. I I think for the um, the iPad three or perhaps the iPad four, one of the more recent iPads. Anyway, um, I happened to be London the day it came out, and I had a train cancelled. So um, I said to my wife, oh, I'm going to go down to Covent Garden to the big store they have there and just see if I can get one. And uh, I had to wait in line for about five, ten minutes. It wasn't. It was the middle of the afternoon. Oh, that's not a line. In, you know, so it wasn't really the same thing. But they, you know, they still had the, you know, big line of uh, of employees kind of cheering you in and cheering you out as you as you bought them. You know, which so so you kind of got a flavour of it, but it wasn't quite the same. Your uh, audio quality uh, just went 180 degrees the other way, David. You still there? I'm still here, yeah. Okay. It went down a little bit, but that's okay. Uh, You know, I've done the line a few times. Uh, The first one, the first line thing I ever did was for the uh, Nintendo Wii. Mm -hmm. And I kind of went late, and I got in line at a Target store. And when I got in line, a guy at the front of the line said, you're, I forget now, like, you're 13. And I said, is that good? And he said, well, they only got 13 to sell. (laughs) (laughs) So I got one, and uh, I got to sleep in. And the people ahead of me didn't get to sleep in, so that was kind of nice. And I went to the 5S line. I wanted to get a gold iPhone at the time. I'm glad I didn't, to be honest now. I like the uh, Space Age Gray or whatever it's called. Um, But, yeah, I went to that line, and and I didn't get exactly the same one I wanted, but only color. I still got the, you know, 32, blah, blah, blah. So I was happy about that, but... Every single line I've ever done, uh, at least those two, there's a social aspect. You talk to people and you have this shared interest. And I, I in, in fact, the iPhone 5S line was even better than the Wii line, <laughs> the Wii line, because yeah. uh, it was this better conversation. And it was yeah. a longer line, but it, the conversations were just great. 
But the problem is, is as these devices become increasingly more successful, that some of that aspect's going to go away. There's, I, I, I see this um, from looking at the news here this morning that apparently the line in the Apple Store in New York, in New York City, at the, the the one on Fifth Avenue, is ten blocks. Now you're not telling me that that's ten blocks of all enthusiasts who want to talk to each other about iPhones and how much they love their devices or anything. That is going to be a good percentage of eBay scalpers. And yeah, you're always going to get that. Standing That's... in line, people stand in line for other people, and you know. But they used people, to do that with know, the Wii U or with the Wii as well. I remember that. Yeah, I know, but I, I think I think the more popular these devices get, the more you're going to get of that, and the less you're going to get of the genuine kind of hardcore enthusiasts. Yeah, and um, in those situations, me, I, I tell people just wait a month. You'll be able to get the phone exactly oh, yeah. the phone you want thirty days later, and. Six months from now, who cares? Exactly. I mean, the the cachet about having it soonest is is uh, you know is is something I've never quite understood. I mean, the original iPhone wasn't launched here in the UK for about four or five months after the uh, after it was launched in the US, and I ended up getting one from the US via somebody who brought one back for me. But um, there were certainly no prospects for me of me getting one sooner than than many people so it wasn't so it's so much of a big deal for me so uh maybe maybe I'd, that's one of the reasons i don't quite understand it but i don't I mean for so, me but, it's never about getting it first it's just about getting it i want it yeah well exactly but the thing is and and i i i listened to your um to you to your talk on owc radio this week with uh peter cohen that was a great show by the way thank you um uh, but you, I, I kind of share your view about the 5S. The 5S is is the best phone I've ever had, and it's still fabulous. Yep. Um, even even better now it has iOS 8 on it, which I'm finding a real improvement. So uh, it's not like I'm looking at my phone. You know, you used to get that thing when the, I mean, when you had the original iPhone, and then the 3G one came out. All of a sudden, you look at the original one, you kind of went, oh, you know, it's so big, it doesn't have 3G on it. You know, it, and 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 so you got the new one, you kind of felt. All of a sudden, your phone had been demoted, in a way. And with the Fire S, I don't really feel like that because it's such a such a great device. It is. It really is. It's yeah. it's my favorite iPhone to date. And of course, I haven't. I don't have an iPhone six or six plus. Uh, I will get one eventually. I changed my mind. Uh, I think last week we talked about I'm, I was going to get a, a six plus sixty four gig. Uh, it's not yeah. that I've changed my mind. I want to hold one first. I want to. I want to yeah. see the difference, and I want to. I just ha- I'm not going to drop the money until I know for a fact that's the one I want because I'm you're going to be stuck with it for a while, and exactly. I don't want to get and stuck now, with it. Yeah. Now the guy who does all phone laundering is such been a holiday for the last two weeks, so <laughs> we've not had any iPhone six orders processed. Uh, he's not back till Monday, so um, I'll be on the phone to him on Monday just to try and get mine in the line. So I, I've got, I suspect I'm going to have to wait a few weeks now because I would imagine the uh, carriers will have a backlog. Oh, it's going to um, be, in fact, I just out of curiosity, I went to AT&T site because that's the carrier that I use. Yeah. And I checked if I wanted to upgrade to a 6 Plus shipping mid-November. Yeah. Now that may change, but, uh, you know... I don't really. I don't know if I want to wait that long, but yeah, yeah I, I'm just not in a big hurry to get one of these yeah. phones. Now that may change, David, if I stop by an Apple store like I don't know next week sometime and actually pick a six plus up and go, oh, this is exactly what I've been waiting for, because I've said for a long time, and anybody listening to this podcast can go back in time and listen. 
Uh, and I couldn't tell you which episodes, but I've always said I wanted a bigger iPhone. Yeah, I just did. Yeah, and so uh, and uh, yeah, the reviews so far are very positive, and the pre-order has been crazy. So it looks like they've real got a uh, really got a monster hit on their hands. Now, did you um, see this? Much as, Go ahead. I, I was going to say, much as the five S five S was last year, yeah, but this, oh, absolutely, this year's even, even bigger. Now, did you see the the new ads that Samsung came out with when it came to the larger iPhone? They're they're basically telling Apple. Um, Hey, welcome to, you know, we, we've had this for a long time and, and, uh, we're the next big thing. And it, it didn't make any sense at all. I, I watched the ad and I thought, why, why are they even acknowledging Apple here? Why would you do Why are you giving Apple a free ad? Cause you're basically telling anybody who didn't know and who wasn't paying attention. Yeah. They see this ad. Oh, I guess there's a bigger iPhone oh. now. Thanks. Samsung, oh, for yeah, telling well, me about that. it. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, there's a there's a bigger iPhone. Not only that, it's as big as these Samsung ones that I've always had. Right. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. There there is. A, I I kind of get the impression that with Samsung's advertising now that they've kind of let the guys who have the clever ideas have free reign. Yeah. Um. And so everything is full of the snark and the uh, the attack ads. And Samsung's not really in a position to be so clever about it. They're not doing so well. Yeah, but you can't. Um, their, but their phone sales, their phone sales have been going down, and and yep. I think you are better to market from the position of your own strengths rather than dissing a competitor when in fact you're not you're not the guy on top. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah? And um, so I, I that may come back to haunt them. We'll, we'll we'll have to see what they're be interesting. What their results like after the first full quarter of larger iPhones being on sale? Because it it could be that the reason <laughs> the reason people have bought Galaxy Notes and the Samsung S five and, and and all those sort of thing is just because what they really wanted was a bigger phone. And now that you can get a bigger iPhone, actually they're all going to go and buy those. Yeah. I mean, they, for all we know, this could. This could completely come to dominate the the larger phone market. The iPhone could now, um, so uh, we'll we'll see. What one one interesting thing that's been going. Uh, somebody showed me this this morning here. Um, going back to the queues, is that in Australia there was news crews uh, outside the the Apple store in Perth in northern Australia, uh, and as, when the first guy came out, having queued up all night. They immediately ran over with a camera and said, oh, you're the first guy in Australia to get an iPhone 6. How do you feel? Oh, you know, oh, great and everything. Are you going to show it to us? Are you going to show it to us? So he goes and he pulls the top off the box. And you know how tight those boxes are? They have that suction effect. Yep. So he pulls the top off the box and it sucks the phone right out the box and drops it on the floor. Break it? From, on, on, on live TV. No, he, he, well, he picked it up and said, no, it's okay and everything. But, <laughs> you know. I, kind of uh, yeah, exactly. That's not what you want to see. Uh, and I think the new crews were fairly apologetic as well because they felt like they made him drop his phone. Yes, but at the same time, there's a <laughs> there's a producer back at the station just laughing with glee because they just got gold on camera. Yeah, because <laughs> they've just they've just got well, yeah, because of course this video has now gone viral. I mean, it's exactly because people want to see. Yeah. We had a uh, a local news anchor lady have a virus or a virus a a, a video <laughs> go viral and it was there was a, she was doing this one report and this cat from nowhere just comes up and then the cat cat literally climbs up on top of her up onto her shoulders and uh, it was pretty funny and I 
I remember watching that video thinking she looks familiar and sure enough it was Fox 17 in Grand Rapids it's our local Fox station and I thought oh that's kind of cool one of you know a local show goes viral it's a pretty funny video so I feel sorry for the guy for dropping his iPhone I'm just glad it didn't break because you know the thing is I think if it would have broke I think Apple would have hooked him up you know you would hope so I, I think they would. I think they would. Back, back of the line. Back, back of the, the line. line. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I was in line and I saw someone do that, I'd be like, dude, you can go ahead of me. Even if I don't get one now after that, you'd go ahead. <laughs> I would totally move out of the way because oh, that would just be terrible. I would just be heartbroken for the guy. So I'm glad it didn't break. But that's kind of a good commercial for Apple that it didn't break. Well, also, I've seen some online reports this morning saying that some people have started doing some testing on it, and they're going, oh, it breaks more easily than the 5S. I'm just kind of still a little depressed that we didn't get the Sapphire screens on these. Well, I'm not sure whether they were ever in whether they were ever going to be pure sapphire i'd always assumed it was going to be like a coating or a a deposition i i it never occurred to me that in fact it will be a full sheet of sapphire um but i i don't i don't know i mean they they said what they they called this glass now iron iron strengthening glass now <laughs> i'm a chemist and i read that <laughs> and i mean this i smelled marketing <laughs> Because I thought iron strength and what what precisely does that mean? Yeah, it doesn't um, mean anything. Well, I, I'm sure there is some process they've done, but whether um, whether that means that it's it is actually harder than gorilla glass or better than gorilla glass, I don't know. Look, the the thing with these things is that they are even the previous ones are incredibly, amazingly scratch resistant. You can very casually, and I've done it quite a few times in mine. I have I have a a case that goes around the. Um, it's, it's, it's like a very slim bumper that goes around the sides and it has a plastic sheet on the back, a very thin plastic sheet in the back. So you can see the phone because that's what I wanted. I didn't want to block up the, the back of the phone because I like the space grey. Uh, but the front is not protected at all and I don't have a, a cover or a um, screen protector on there at all. And, you know, I've had this phone for six months It's uh, and it goes in my pockets and sometimes I have bits of plastic or keys or something like that in my pockets I forget and, and it's it's pretty much unmarked and that's that amazes me that, that the glass can be that resistant. This is meant to be a bit better as well, but anything made of glass, if you drop it from a height and it gets a lot of a shock on uh, on the sides in particular, you are run the risk of cracking. Yeah, that's and that's, that's, just that's the way it that's is. just the nature of devices, you know. Uh, and it in some respects it's probably good that they haven't if they made it out pure sapphire and you did, in some way, find a way to break it, replacing that would cost a fortune. At least with the current devices, if you drop a 5S um, and you break, the, you break the glass on the outside glass screen, you can take that as a repair shop, and for certainly less than Apple will charge you, they can replace it. Yeah, replace they can replace it, but they use sub-quality glass. I've seen, you know, having worked at a, an Apple specialist for three and a half years, I saw what these cheap repair places do to to iPhones and Samsung and and all the smartphones. I've even seen them replace glass in yeah. a laptop and it is substandard glass. It really is. That's how they can do it so cheap. And they're more apt to break and some of them aren't even tempered glass that they're using, which means you could cut yourself if it breaks the next time. So I would right. be a little hesitant to to really recommend those kind of places. I really would. Okay. It, it they were the man who knows. 
Well, no, I don't claim that. I'm not, I don't, I hate to make a blanket statement about all those kind of, you know, phone repair places because I'm sure some of them actually do use higher quality glass, but the vast majority that I've seen, it was, it was sub quality. Speaking of uh, quality though, listen, and that kind of a cool noise. And then it does this. Yeah, it is. Listen. Okay. Come on. I'm turning it off now. There you go. That sound is, the first sound was turning it on, and the second sound was turning it off. It's a new speaker system that uh, I'm using. It was sent to me from Amazon for review. And I've already done my review on Amazon, so I could talk about it here. This is the Braven 705 Wireless HD Bluetooth Speaker in purple. It's a purple one. It's kind of cool, too. It's uh, $99.99. I don't know. What, I, what, what, I, how, I can have high-definition wireless. Well, you know, honestly, yeah, plus, yeah. But the sound quality is okay. I'll give it that. Um, it's, to me, for 100 bucks, it seems a little overpriced compared to, say, you remember I did the, the Nakamichi about a year ago. Uh, the audio quality is about the same. Playing music through this thing, yeah, I wasn't very impressed. But when I hooked right. it up to my iPad and used it as the speaker for movies, wow, it, it was strong there. So it's a pretty decent little speaker system, uh, yeah. to be honest with you. My kids like it. My kids think it's cool looking. It's a real. Um, hey, your audio yeah, quality is better. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's coming in and out. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Um, it's, this is uh, it's kind of small. It is very small. It looks, it looks very small. Is it small? Yeah, I, I mean, it's about the length of my hand. A little bit shorter than my hand, but that's, you know, pretty small. I don't have a, a ruler next to me, so I can't tell you exactly. Well, I'm right on the product page, so I could probably tell you exactly. Uh, dimensions, uh, 7.8 by 7.3 by 2.8 inches. It's 1.3 pounds. Um I like it. it. It doesn't show any of the ports. It has this really thick rubber at the end on one end. You peel that off to, to charge it and to turn it. I don't even. I can't even see the buttons in here. I'm in a darkened room. It's, but it's a USB on there and audio in port. It's it's a standard little Bluetooth speaker, but it's it sounds good with spoken word and movie type of dialogue where the music isn't front and center. Um, I think it would be better if it was forty nine ninety nine rather than ninety nine ninety nine. But you know that's just me. I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> you still there? Well, we lost David, so we're going to uh, take our quick break here. And when we come back, we've got uh, some email from you guys. And we're going to talk about the new YouTube. YouTube. See, I did that on OWC Radio, too. The new U2 album. And uh, some other things. We'll be right back. <laughs> Let's talk, Apple. Let's talk Apple. We play all your favorite hits with no commercials. 24-7 music even the boss can enjoy. Okay, host Bart Bouchotts doesn't play the hits or really any music. What he does do is give you the monthly wrap-up of what's going on in the Apple ecosphere, along with great guests with different opinions. You can get the news anywhere. But Let's Talk Apple will tell you what it means. Find it in iTunes, stoplightnetwork.com, or at lets-talk.ie domains. 
And we are back here on TechFan178. Uh, Tim Robertson, that's me. David Cohen, that's him. I'm in uh, the Eastern Time Zone in Michigan, and he is in the UK. The And we could continue to call it the UK, David. Are you there? Yeah. Okay. Did you hear what I said? We can, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did. And, and yeah, I, I was kind of I was kind of hoping it was going to go that way. Um, I think most of us really were. And I don't think anybody really expected it to go the other way and for them to go independent. But it was cl- it was close. It was, it, it was close. close, about a half million votes yeah. between. And to be honest, yeah. here in the United States, you know, we hate to see our parents get divorced. And uh, so we were, we were happy to <laughs> – we I, I am personally happy that, that uh, Scotland stayed uh, part of the UK, part of England. So good news. Yeah. I, I was happy to hear that. I know there was a lot of other countries that, you know, are made up of different provinces, um, Canada, for instance, and really kind of watching this to see how it went because uh, I know Quebec, that area – has talked in the past from succeeding from the rest of Canada because it's so different. That that area is so different than the rest of Canada. And uh, <clears throat> I don't know. I think it's a good thing. I, when you yeah. have unity like that, and there was so many logistical nightmares that would have came out of, of the breakup. Um, but, yeah. It's, Too right. It's, yeah. It, and here's the thing. The people voted on it. It's a done deal, right? David? Uh, yeah, there are there are um, there are clear statements being made by everybody saying yes. This is a one shot decision. So that once it's decided, it's decided. We're not going to keep rerunning it until we get the uh, get the answer we want. So I think, provided now everyone holds up their end of the bargain in terms of promises that were made, should uh, Scotland choose to stay in the union in, in terms of what they can do, then I think that will that. I liked how they. Put the vote to the what people. Happened, so hopefully that should be the end of it now. Right. I like how they put the vote to the people, and it was a very simple question. Should Scotland become its own country, basically, right? Nope. More problems on uh, David's end on Skype. And uh, it looks like he's going to drop off and try to come back on. This is going to be a continuing problem because uh, the network that David is on right now, uh, from what he said, that they upgraded a firewall and... They're probably messing around with it still, and he's going to have connection problems. So I'm going to keep an eye on Skype, and when he comes back on, I'll bring him back on the show. And if he drops off like he just did, I will uh, continue on in his stead. <laughs> what choice do we have, right? Um, I mean, I, yeah, we could wait until it's a, a stable connection, but uh, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. And I like the, the audio quality that I was getting this time around better than the audio quality on last episode when he was in a coffee shop. That was, or was it a hotel? Yeah, it was in a hotel. It was, that was pretty terrible, but it is what it is. Um, you know, we're, we're half a planet apart, not quite, but you get my meaning or very, very far apart. And you know, these are the kind of things that happen. So, I noticed, and I talked about this as well on uh, OWC radio this week with, uh, Peter Cohen, not David Cohen. And it is, uh, you two at the end of the Apple event a couple weeks ago, him and, uh, Bono of you two, him and, uh, Tim Cook had this kind of hammy ham-fisted exchange, which 
it seemed like it was supposed to be kind of scripted, but maybe a little improv too. And honestly, it, it did. I mean, it worked, but it was just a little cheesy. Let me put it that way. Um, and that of course was you two releasing a album in iTunes. That's free for everybody. Now, when I first saw this, I was live blogging the event. I immediately went to iTunes and it wasn't there. And I didn't see it for a couple hours. And then finally I saw it. I downloaded it. And I think that was the, uh, that's the way that Apple should have gone with this thing. They release it. They tell people, hey, if you want it, go to iTunes and get it, download it. It's yours for free up through October, whatever. But that's not what Apple did. You know, they, they pushed this album out into everyone's, I'm trying to call David right now, into everyone's iTunes library. And that's when the uproar, uproar started. And I think that the uproar itself was way overblown. It was a lot of people complaining that how dare Apple push this content out to me. And a lot of this was also directed at U2. That uh, how dare you do something such crass marketing as to push out content. I, I didn't understand. I, I kind of see the point of those who are just complaining, hey, these are our mobile devices. Um, you know, you're taking up space that I, I probably don't want to use, even though Apple didn't force the downloads. But if you had that setting on your phone to automatically download anything that's purchased, it came down to you automatically. In fact, it happened to my daughter. The person whom you're trying to reach yeah. is currently unavailable. Okay. Then I won't talk to him right then, will I? Thank you, Mrs. Skype. So we're still waiting for David to come back on. Um, it, Skype says that he's on, but he's just having all kinds of connection problems right now. If he gets too frustrated, he'll probably fire up his, uh, his cell phone and call in that way through Skype. <laughs> so who knows what kind of audio quality we're going to get. Um, I get why there is some uproar, but I think it was blown way out of proportion. I think if it would have been reasoned, hey, I don't think this is cool that Apple would just push this down at me like this. Um, I didn't ask for it. If I wanted it, I would have went and downloaded it. If people were reasonable, reasonable about it, I could understand it. But too many people weren't. They acted like the NSA was caught spying on them. People were acting like some kind of a computer virus was spreading throughout the internet. And this is all you 2 and Apple's fault. It was kind of ridiculous. And with all the problems that we have in this world, journalists being beheaded, um, nations being under, overrun by terrorists, um, plague. <laughs> oh, here, here comes David. Let's see if, if he's actually there. Are you actually there, David? I am. All right. There you are. I just took, I just went and took my MacBook Air and applied it to the throat of the nearest technical guy until he promised to stop fiddling with the firewalls. Did you really? The sharp edge? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you wait till just the one little tiny drop of blood starts, and then he goes, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. So I was talking about, and I talked about this on OWC Radio with the other Cohen. Yeah. Uh, the U2 album that Apple pushed out. <laughs> yeah. And the uproar this caused. And some of it I can understand. Hey, 
I, I have automatic automatically download anything that I purchase in iTunes to my iPhone or my iPad. And then all of a sudden, here comes a U2 album that you didn't want, and it's automatically downloaded to your phone. I can kind of understand why people might not like that. And I think that was probably a stupid move on Apple's part to add this to everybody's account. I think the right move would have been to say, hey, if you want the new U2 album, it's free until this date. Go to iTunes and download it. I don't like the pushing part. Well, I, I think I think that's unintended consequences. I suspect what they did is they concentrated on how do we get a way to actually... They didn't want to do redemption. So how do we get a way to actually add it to everyone's account so it appears as an album they've purchased? Yeah, but they didn't have to do that, redemption that because they give away free stuff all the yeah. time without a redemption well, code. Yeah, well, so, so yeah, I think they wanted to add it to the accounts without having to have the user do anything. I think what they failed to realize is that clearly a, a, a not insignificant number of people actually have stuff set so that if it appears in your account and it's not on your it phone downloads. or not on your device, it downloads. And that was that was where they, they kind of fell over, really. And, and clearly they, um, they took some heat for that. Whether the level of vitriol that was um, directed them is truly justified... No, is... it wasn't justified. It really wasn't. <laughs> but I think, you know, a lot of tech companies are going to learn from this PR flub. This should have been a really big deal for Apple and U2. It should have been, you know, a free album, free music, blah, 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 only on Apple. But instead it became this kind of a PR nightmare. Well, and that's I, unfortunate yeah. because I think, number one, I, I like YouTube's, YouTube, I keep doing that. I like yeah. U2's music. I really do. I have since the 80s. Um, but beyond that, it's free music. And this is a band that does, or at least tries to do some really good things in the world. And, well, yeah, the, and Apple the tone, is not, yeah. Yeah. The tone of some of the criticism wasn't, it very quickly morphed from, oh, Apple's made a bad move by putting this album on our, in our accounts or our devices. And the, a lot of the reporting was very sloppy. Yes. Uh, you know, cause a lot of the reporting was basically, uh, criticizing Apple for even giving it to people for nothing. And blowing um, up you which, too. I mean, wow, some of the yeah, stuff directed well, but, at them. But, but then it became very much about, oh, yeah, you two, you know, Apple's got lousy taste in music and you two are, a, are a, a, a nowhere band and this is the only way they can get their music into people's hands anymore is to give it away and all of this other sort of rubbish. You know, clearly you two is not, you know, they're not the, the new hotness. No. They're not, they're not, they're not the, the, they're not the the band uh, who were uh, who have the popularity that they had probably twenty years ago. Oh yeah, they um, are uh, actually. They uh, well, they, well, they are the by thing, far. The thing is, the, they are they the are biggest the guys band in like the world. You, yeah, they are, well, I think that's that's slightly debatable. I think no, they are it's not. Guys if you like go you by album me. sales and you go by ticket sales for live shows, nobody comes close to you two. I think the thing is, is that to to people of our generation. We're still very much interested in YouTube and what they're doing, but there's an awful lot of people of a younger generation who are far more interested in the latest hip hop band or the latest boy band or, you know, hundreds and hundreds of different other types of music. And I think one fair criticism you could you could rate uh, you could raise at YouTube is that um, their music is uh, the the times have moved beyond the type of music that they do. In that um, back when they were at the you know the, the 
the days of rattle of rattle and hum and the joshua tree and and um you know all the stuff that came after that i think their type of rock music was much much bigger um there were fewer types of music around than there are today when in fact you know hip-hop is now much bigger than it used to be uh, and pop has moved on to a, a different style of which you can either like or not like whatever it is but the point is is that you know many different types of music being made and and it has in some people's eyes has decreased the relevance of bands like you too whether that means that uh, people should kind of you know look, completely lose it over the fact that it's polluting their phones is another matter yeah um and, and I, you know there was this whole business about oh, it's so hard to delete and, and, and i just a lot of it i just didn't understand because you know to me um for a start i don't have my devices set so that everything i buy downloads no Good Lord, yeah, no. <laughs> I, to, to me that to me that's a crazy thing, and and also as well, what I couldn't understand is we're always reading in the uh, in the tech press that uh, iTunes the iTunes uh, model is dead, that nobody buys digital downloads anymore, that digital downloads are decreasing, and that everyone's going to Spotify and to RDO and to Pandora, and that that you know downloading music is 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 like buying an LP. It's it's ancient, and no nobody should be doing that anymore. And so I don't understand how then all of a sudden it turns out that plenty and plenty of people obviously are downloading music because yeah. when you put a download into their account and it, and it goes to their phone all of a sudden they, they kind of lose it over that or what, what's this what's it? so this guy people aren't obviously aren't living only on pandora and spotify no there's uh, uh, <laughs> yeah so you can't you can't have it both ways can well, you? it's either one or the other right so one of the things that happened this week that i think is very cool for both of us david was ios 8 was released <laughs> i updated my ipad and my iphone day one of course and yeah, it's okay. Uh, you know, I think iOS 8 for a lot of people is going to be about how it works with the Mac, with Yosemite, when that comes out. And that's kind of what I'm waiting for. Um, I Like, for instance, today I had someone text me some pictures and I saved them to my camera roll and I just wanted to share them with my iMac via AirDrop. Wouldn't work. Couldn't get it to work. Yeah. So yeah. It doesn't well, it doesn't do that yet. I don't know. Need, does it? You need, you I need no, Yosemite. No, you need Yosemite for that. Yeah. See, I think it was a, a stupid idea to release this before Yosemite comes out. Well, because half the, the, the things reason, don't work right. Well, yeah. That the problem is is that is that, uh, and this is why often iOS releases. You remember iOS seven had a few bugs in it. Yep. Uh, iOS 8 has a few bugs in it. I, I've installed it on my iPad, and I saw uh, one of those reset bugs last night where all of a sudden the, the, the thing just completely reset. Um, and so then deleted came back all and, your data or just rebooted? Oh, no, it, you know, it does that thing. And iOS 7 did this the first couple of releases as well, where you were using it, all of a sudden the thing would crash, and it would then you'd see the, the white apple in the middle of the screen, and it would take a few seconds, and it would come back to the home screen. Um, and, and that happened to me last night as well. And the reason for that is that the iOS releases are tied to the hardware releases right they couldn't release the uh, iphone 6 uh with ios 7 on it they right. have to have the new ios on it and that means that they are driven by the manufacturing deadlines sure and so effectively they have a hard day and you know <laughs> when that date comes around which i presume is probably two three weeks before the uh, devices start flying out the factory then um you know the product managers come down to the developers and say right you're done 
But here's whatever, the thing. Whatever they the coast now, ship then, it now. Then now, release that, Mac that, the now, same week. Well, yeah, but Yosemite is, is not constrained by that. So if, if you try and do the same thing to Yosemite and it's in the same position where it still needs further bug testing or anything, clearly what they do is they, they say, well, we don't have to ship it now, so we're going to ship it a month later. You see, there's uh, a lot of, and you use the word video, vitriol earlier, and I think that's kind of the case here, but this time I think it's actually justified that iOS 8 update over the air for some people was coming in at like five gigabytes. Yeah. That's uh, way, crazy. That, in fact, that's I encountered that. I was in a hotel when iOS 8 dropped, and uh, so Tell I Tell me you didn't it, try I, to update it in a hotel. I did. Oh, David, do you have you? Le- I did. Do you not do a, a a global technology podcast that you're world renowned for that you should know better than this? So disappointed. I, I couldn't. I really couldn't resist. Yeah. I was in a hotel where they where they, I I I was there for a couple of days, so I knew the bandwidth wasn't bad. Um. And so, uh, how much did so you I have to delete from your phone? No, no. Well, this here's the thing. So I've got a 16 gig iPhone 5s, and then I have a 120 gig iPad Air. Um, so I did the iPad first for two reasons. One, um, if it had bought the iPad, I could live with that until I got home, because you know I wasn't using the iPad for work. I had my laptop with me, so I could live without the iPad if the if it stuffed it up. Um, By the way, they just did something on your network again because your your audio quality went down. (laughs) So I was saying I could live without the iPad if the update had had messed it up or if the network had failed and screwed up the the update. Uh, And secondly, the iPad has 120 gig space. So even though I have an awful lot of space in there, I had a lot of stuff on there, I had enough space to do an update. So I did it on there first. And actually, it took about two hours. It wasn't too bad. Um, Then I looked at my phone. Uh, and yeah, I, I found this thing. It's a new 16 gig phone, which means that actually the amount of space you have is 13.2 gig mm-hmm. of use space. And I had about 500 meg free. So I knew I was going to have to delete something. So I start the install process. So it tells me how much I'm going to need. And I see 5.8 gig. And I, I, I mean, it says, well, that's not going to happen. Um, because that's effectively deleting everything. a hell of a lot of stuff. Yeah. Almost everything. Uh, and, and most of the stuff I have on there is apps. It's not uh, video or media or anything like that. Um, and the only, uh, probably the only large amount of media I have on there is podcasts. I have about a gig of podcasts on there. Yep. But the rest of it is apps. And I thought to myself, so I'd have to clear all that stuff off, which means I wouldn't have it back till I got home. And then also I would have to uh, run the update. And if it went wrong, then I'm... Uh, working away, and I wouldn't have my phone. Uh, I thought, I'm not going to be doing that. And I briefly toyed with the idea, because I had my laptop with me with uh, a Windows laptop with a copy of iTunes on it. I briefly toyed with the idea of doing it through the laptop, because if you do it via a computer, you don't need the space. Well, and it, it, it's like, I did it through, for both my iPad and my iPhone, it was about 1.6, 1.7 gigabytes through iTunes. Yeah. Yeah, but the thing is, if you have if you don't have enough space on your phone, then it doesn't care because it's backing your phone up first anyway. Right. So what is it backs the phone up, puts Nukes the, the whole on, thing, and, and, then, and then puts, puts everything back. back. Yeah. Yeah. So um, so yeah, I decided not to do it on my phone, uh, and which kind of was disappointing because 
one of the things you mentioned about hooking up to Yosemite with uh, with iOS 8, but actually one of the other things it does is it actually hooks two Apple devices, iOS devices together. So you can get the family sharing, you can uh, get the handover between the two different devices, uh, all kind of stuff like that. You can get the better airdrop and things between devices. The uh, the, the thing like that is incredibly cool now, the, the hotspot. You know the personal hotspot you have in iOS 7? Right. In iOS 8, basically, um, it knows you have your phone with you on your iPad. And when you go to the uh, the menu for the Wi-Fi menu um, to choose Wi-Fi networks, it shows your iPhone there automatically. Oh, and you just connect that. I haven't tried that it yet. It tethers it straight up with no password, no setup, nothing. It's very, very cool. I'm going to try that right now. Where's my glasses? I, I, where's my glasses, Sonny? <laughs> yeah, what are you going to do? Uh, okay, so I got to go into my Wi-Fi settings. So yeah. settings. Uh, I have noticed it's a little bit slower, iOS 8. Yeah, I, I expect that that will yeah, improve. I don't, with I don't see my, uh, you know, it's probably because I'm on a Wi-Fi network. And uh, so I'm not seeing no, it at all. It should do. I maybe have to turn the tethering on. I don't know. Um, well, I'm not seeing it. Oh, turn the tethering uh, on on my iPhone, you mean? Yeah, uh, maybe, or maybe I thought it was automatic. Yeah, Personal hotspot off. Okay. Yeah, turn no, my, mine, set, mine says off as well, but the point is is that when I went onto my iPad before, I could see my iPhone as a, as a hotspot target. Well, this says, personal hotspot, now discoverable. Uh, yeah, no, sure you, I see it. You, you, that's... That's that's the old way, but the point is, is with the iOS eight, you shouldn't even need to do that. It should just appear in your Wi-Fi list in your iPad. It's not working. Maybe your handover settings are different than mine. Yeah, I don't know. It's not working, but I don't care. I'm not worried about it yeah. right now. Um, let's move on. I got a couple more news stories, and we got two really good uh, feedback from some listeners and. I do want to reiterate, we love feedback from you guys. We really do. Oh, yeah. it, it When David and I see these emails come in, whether you're, you're taking us to task, which somebody is this time, uh, or you're making a funny comment, which somebody is this time, uh, it <laughs> does mean a lot to us. You know, whether it's oh, a yeah. compliment or not, we love feedback. It really makes doing the show um, better for us. It, it feels like a... Uh, justification for the hours that we spend doing this and as i said right at the top of the show you know this is a weekly show this is the 178th episode of tech fan so that's a lot of free content that we provide you guys and you know as an appreciation we like it when we see feedback from you so if you could send us feedback we'd really really would appreciate it um and we'll get to that in a second but first david a uh, new story came out that Microsoft is sh- shutting down their Silicon Valley Research Lab amid broader uh, layoffs that they announced like, I don't know, four months ago, three months ago. And we talked about those yeah. layoffs here. This is kind of significant, though. This is their main research lab. This is the, the one place that Microsoft sunk a lot of money in Silicon Valley to come up with the next big things for Microsoft. I would think that if your company is trying to compete with Apple and Google, that you're struggling with the hardware, you're not competitive at all against the iPad, and that's kind of your big push. Sony is beating you uh, unit-to-unit sales on the PS4 compared to the Xbox One. 
Uh, you've got a lot of negative stuff going on about Windows 8. People are really ticked off about it and trying to get Windows 7 because they don't want Windows 8. With all of the negativity that's surrounding Microsoft, including announcing these layoffs, why would you shut down the one division that could help you the most long-term? I think this is a short-sighted move on Microsoft's part, and I don't see the point of it. And I think, quite honestly, I think this kind of points that Microsoft might be in more trouble than we thought going forward. I, I think that what they're doing is they're, they're massively scaling back on the hardware they do. I think that's what it is. And, well, but uh, the R&D stuff was never about the hardware. That was Their R&D thing was always about software and integration. And I mean, it's... I don't. I don't get it. Yeah, but uh, but I I don't think they're looking to do new things with that. I think they, I think they want to be much more focused. One of the problems Microsoft has had is they've kind of been scattergun all over the place. They're always doing all these different things, and some of it sticks, some of it doesn't. I think they want to become a more focused, a less division-driven company. But you and can't sacrifice what, the future and what you could possibly do in the future to be to return to more profitability, to be a big player in this world again, I don't think you sacrifice that. Maybe you scale back on the budget, how much they're awarded to, to come up with these new ideas, but I don't I don't think you scuttle the whole thing and go, ah, we're just going to focus on well, the stuff we're doing now. A, the, the point is, is that they're not based in Silicon Valley, they're based in Seattle. So maybe what they want to do is just bring this back to Seattle, and if you've got 50 people in Silicon Valley, what are you going to do, relocate them? Or are you just going to shut it down and, and set it up again in Seattle? You know, I'm a, I'm a tech fan. You're a tech fan. We like new things. We like the next big thing. We like speculating on technologies. We like looking back at the old technologies that we used to use. Um, I want Microsoft to succeed on a technology level for purely um, my own reasons. I, I want new cool stuff. And when I see stuff like this, yeah, I lose a lot of confidence in company that I, st I still think it's a short-sighted notion to cut I, back on R&D. I, I think they're, turned, they're trying to turn themselves into a very different company from what they've been before. And whether that means they're less innovative, well, that remains to be seen. But um, they are very much going to be very much more like a Google. I think that's where they're going. I think they want to have their software running on many more types of devices rather than just Windows devices. Um, and that means a change of focus, and that probably means... You know, if those guys are all they're ever doing is trying to invent the new Windows or the new Windows device, then that doesn't fit with that strategy. So perhaps why that's why they've gone. Let's not forget, of course, it's not just, you know, they, they cut a huge number of people a few months back, and then this is another 2,100 of which these people in Silicon Valley are just a very small number. I mean, they really are making massive, massive changes. It will mean, I would imagine, for the next couple of years, they won't be doing very much that's new. Um, or very much there's kind of new development out of nowhere. It'll be developing what they already have because that's what happens when you lay, lay people off is, is research and development and the innovative side kind of drops away for a time. Yep. Um, if, the, if the strategy works and they start to grow the way you want to grow, then hopefully they will start doing this sort of stuff again. If it doesn't, then, um, then they won't. So let's uh, jump to our feedback. Actually, we've got three this week, David, and uh, I don't want to shortchange these at all because these mean a lot to us. I'll read the first one here. Uh, this okay. one's from Peter in Germany, and he wrote, uh, Hi, Tim and David. I just wanted to let you know that there is actually someone out there listening. 
I am always looking forward to the show and enjoy it a lot. Your opinions and takes on different tech aspects are refreshing and intriguing. Though I don't always agree with your points, I like how you handle the topics. <clears throat> Stop moving the thing on the screen, David. And give us a different view of things. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you've, I'm, you've, just, I'm, getting re- I'm getting ready for the next one, of course. I realize you're reading directly on the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can see <laughs> your cursor's moving, and it's right where I was trying to read. <laughs> I'm, I'm very sorry. I do apologize. Uh, thanks for all your efforts and time you put into the podcast to inform and entertain us. Uh, keep up the great work. Thanks, Peter from Germany. Currently on vacation in France. Um, thank you very much, Peter. We do appreciate that. Uh, and I'm glad you don't always agree with our opinions. Uh, and I've yeah. said this before, and I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. What a boring world it would be if you and I agreed on everything, David, and everybody listening to this agreed with everything we said. That would be boring. Well, that, w- that would be Fox News. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I left you uh, the next one, David. It's a long one. Uh, and, uh, it is, yeah. It, it's- now, I'm going to... Yeah, this is from Andre. I'm going to flip this round a bit because I think Andre says something at the end of his mail that I think needs worth saying first to put his mail in context. I, I agree with you. Yeah? Yeah. Okay, so he's, Andre, he said he's put an FYI at the end of his mail. It says, I do not currently own any Samsung mobile devices. I'm not a fan of what they do to Android, and I do not like the way they have treated me as a customer in the past. So keep that in mind okay? as David goes keep on. Keep that in mind, this, yeah. yeah. Okay. So Andre goes, uh, and thank you, Andre, for getting in touch, because this was very interesting. This message is in reply to your statement that Samsung's watch releases were preemptive moves to copy Apple because they knew Apple was working on a watch. I agree that four years ago, Samsung was definitely copying Apple in order to get their footing in the market. I do not think any rational person would argue that they were innocent in this. That being said, your statements about Samsung continuing to copy Apple are unfounded. If anything, it seems like Apple is copying Samsung and Android over the past two years. Please explain how Samsung copied the Apple Watch. Samsung released their first smartwatch last year, well over a year before Apple announced their watch. This is the kind of silliness that ruins your credibility. I am not a fan of Samsung's watches, but they were way ahead of Apple, and they are still way ahead. Their new watch is way cooler than the iPhone. The Apple Watch is pretty lame, in my opinion. It looks like the Asus watch, but not as nice. The UI for the watch does not appear very smart either. It seems like Apple is playing catch-up here because they did not think the smartwatch market was worth going after. I'm actually very worried for the future of Apple if they have indeed been working on this for two-plus years. The watch is not horrible, but I would expect more from a two-plus-year product design. What are they doing here that is innovative? It is just another smartwatch. There is nothing special about it aside from the choice of bands and the inflated price. As far as there not being anything innovative, um, I don't know. I haven't got my hands on one yet. All I've seen is what you know the PR speak that Apple is giving us at that keynote and on their website has said. Um, uh, yeah, I'd, I'd concur with that. I think part of the problem is that the um, what we were shown was a, a, a demo of a product that's not finished yet. Even right. the ones they actually had hands-on in the demo area were were set to do certain things. They weren't the full device. So I think it's diff- very difficult and perhaps a little bit dangerous to really judge it good or bad on the basis of what we've seen so far. Yep. We, we really, if you want to compare it to an Android Wear watch or to a, a, a Samsung, um, what, what, what Samsung's, a Galaxy Gear type watch, then you have to have both of them side by side. Yeah, and, and you can't do that yet. And, and you can't do that yet. So and, I think, but I that think being said, yeah. if you listen to OWC Radio this week, with me and uh, Peter Cohen, 
we actually talk about the Apple Watch. And I say on that show, and I've said it before on that show as well, I'm not really all that interested in an Apple Watch. I'm also not very interested in a Samsung watch. It's a product category that I just don't have a lot of interest in. Maybe that will change when I get one of these smart watches and I wear it for a little while. Uh, but honestly, for the entry level model for the Apple Watch is going to be 350 bucks. I'm not interested in that at all. I'm just not. That's way expensive for a device that I, I didn't see any benefit for me to have. I, I, I don't see how that can fit into my technology life in a way that's better than me just pulling out my iPhone. And as I've said before, I have to use reading glasses to read small things now. That means every time I look at my watch, I got to pull out my glasses. That doesn't sound that, appealing to me that, on any level. That actually is a problem that um, I think is worth thinking about. Definitely. Because to me, my iPhone 5 screen's just a little bit too small, and I don't play games on my iPhone because the screen's too small. Now shrink that down to a watch size. It's virtually mm -hmm. unusable for me, unless I, I've got my reading glasses, which are just magnification glasses, right? Uh, yeah. They're not, they're not prescription glasses. So I'm not interested in that. Now, yes, I could see it if it's on my wrist and it just has the time. But if I'm going to do anything with it, I've oh, got to pull out my glasses. And if I'm going to take the time true. to pull out my glasses, I'm just going to pull out my iPhone. Because by the time this thing comes out, I'm going to have a, either a 4.7 or 5.5-inch iPhone 6, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why would I go for the smaller, tiny screen when I just got a giant iPhone? So in that respect, I I completely agree with, uh, with him here that... Um, yeah, Andre, you're right. I don't. The, the Apple Watch really doesn't interest me as a product, and so but, but, our but what comments, Andre's saying, right? Yeah, what what Andre's saying is that actually that he thinks the Samsung watches are much better than the Apple one. Well, I don't know because saying, I haven't seen either no, one in person. No, he's saying is in his opinion that the Samsung watches are good. Um, he well actually says I'm not a fan of Samsung's watches, but they are way ahead of Apple. And still ask well, they are ahead of Apple because they're an actual product that you can go out and buy today. Yeah. But from I'd, every I'd, review that I've had, that I've seen of these watches, they're not good. And no, and even the, even the new Android Wear. Well, let's. I mean, let's let's go through the timeline of this. Galaxy Gear launched what a year ago. Yep. Then was replaced after about two months with a new one. Yep. Uh, the Galaxy Gear Two. They've then done kind of a sport fitness type one as well, uh, a band style one. And then uh, Google came out and announced Android Wear, which effectively is a smartwatch platform, um, at which point the Galaxy Gear was, was launched again with a new underlying operating system, the Tizen operating system that's an internal Samsung developed one, so that they could then do an Android Wear one, which runs the Google operating system. Right. Uh, and then Motorola and LG and a couple of others have also released now released android wear watches now the best the one that's gotten the warmest reviews is the motorola one which is the one that's round mm -hmm. yeah and even that i've read the reviews of that and they said well it's the best of them but it's still not brilliant all right uh and there are plenty of problems now they say that all the android wear ones are better than the samsung gear ones in that the samsung ones really were android shrunk down and just doesn't work it's too small they say that android wear is better than that but it's fairly limited in functionality now let's go from back what to I can see, go ahead from what i can see apple is taking 
they're not taking a radically different physical approach. It's still kind of a rectangular watch. Okay, they've got the dial on the side, but pretty much they all all these things look the same. I'll admit that, apart from the bands and, and all of that. In terms of what you actually look at in your wrist, it's a it's a plain a, a square of glass, you know. Yep. But I think Apple has tried very hard to do something different. They are they they've got a much more functional platform from what they've shown. They've got they've thought about the interfaces in a different way they're using zoom up and zoom down to kind of allow you to move through that and i think they're trying to do much more of a wrist held computer we'll see how well it is now, let, now let's go back out. a little bit though i don't think look i i think samsung absolutely influenced apple with the bigger phones i don't think there's any question yeah. about that i think apple was themselves surprised at, at how many people wanted the big samsung devices uh, especially in the asian market so I think, yes, they absolutely influenced them there. And Apple has been known to take ideas from other companies and, and do their own spin on it. If you're a Mac user and you have a little clock up there in your menu bar, guess what? Apple didn't invent that. There was a shareware developer who came up with that in the early 90s or late 80s, early 90s. I forget the exact timing now. Uh, and it was a uh, an extension that you could download. It was shareware. I think it was five bucks, but you could use it and not pay for it. But, you know, it's five bucks if you if you... Honorware, I guess you'd say. And yeah. it put that little clock. Apple went and copied it to a T and used it on the Mac and made it default. And of course, put that guy out of business or at least that software. Uh, yeah. And, and so iOS Apple, has, well, it, iOS has you know, the notification center, the control center, all those things that are basically direct rips of ideas that were ha that occurred on Android first. Or I if you want to look at how you quit apps now in the uh, on iOS, that's a complete ripoff of what HP did with WebOS. Uh, yeah. Where you double click and you get the little panes and you swipe up to get rid of them. That was one of the best features that I loved about my my uh, HP tablet. Uh, it was great. It was so much better than the stupid wiggly icons that I had to click this tiny little X button to quit them. I mean, that was terrible. Um, so Apple is known for going after ideas that other companies have and doing their own spin on it, and sometimes completely ripping them off. So I don't want you to think that you know we're two Apple fanboys here who who can't see beyond that Apple logo. That's not the case at all. But here is what I see as the truth. There was a lot of rumors two years ago about Apple coming out with a watch. It was all over the tech press. It was all over the place. And when Samsung came out with theirs the headlines for all these tech sites that Samsung pays a lot of attention to. Don't think that they don't, they do. Uh, I mean, they've, well, I don't want to get into that, but all of these tech sites said, here's Samsung releasing a watch that everybody agreed wasn't ready for prime time simply to get it out as quickly as possible. So it didn't look like they were trying to copy Apple, even though that's what they were doing. And, yeah. and you know, very credible websites like Ars Technica was saying these things. Uh, the people in the know with inside contacts were saying, yeah, this is why they released it now because they know Apple's coming out with, it was the worst kept secret for years in Silicon Valley and the tech press. And everybody knew Apple was going to do this. So Samsung wanted to get ahead of the curb. They created their own. They didn't use Android OS. They created their own OS for it. And they released it. And it was a terrible product. And they did that and, simply because yeah. they wanted to beat Apple to the market. 
It was, a, what, it was, a, also, it was a PR yeah, marketing move on their part. And let's let's not forget the only reason that the entire tech industry became uh, interested in smartwatches was because of the Pebble Kickstarter. Mm-hmm. That was what that's what blew it up. Yeah, three years ago when, when that, all of a sudden when, when, when they did the Pebble Kickstarter, all of a sudden it took in a ton of money, yep. far more than its goal to get to market all of a sudden people started going oh hey maybe there's something to this maybe maybe this is a category of people it was basically it was a market share grab yep um and everything that's been done since then and so we're not saying that samsung copied the actual design of the apple watch no when they did the galaxy when they did the, the and i uh, take galaxy, blame for yeah. not not being clear yeah. on that aspect yeah, that's right we are saying that they copied the idea of the of a of a computer watch and they rushed it to market before it was really yeah. ready and i would suggest that it's just now ready for sale now is yeah. when the watch is actually worth anything because all of the first couple generations people were trying to unload because they were getting them free with their cell phone from the carriers yeah. they're just trying to unload them on ebay because nobody wanted them they were junk yeah. and the and, only and reason it, they got yeah. to the market first is because they wanted to beat apple to the punch now i don't know where apple got the idea from it could be that they saw the Pebble Kickstarter and decided that they were going to try and do it that do that their way. Could very well it be. Could well, it could well be that the people who had the idea for the Pebble approached Apple first and said, "Look, we're thinking about doing this. Is this something you'd be interested in developing with us?" I don't know. I really don't. So I'm not saying that Apple is, uh, you know, was was struck by a, a bolt of inspiration. Well, inspiration Johnny can come from anywhere, but yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the point is, is that Apple have developed something. That in my, from what I've seen, and in my opinion, they are trying to do a take on that device that's the Apple way, and that is different from what other people have done so far. And, different from Pebble, different right. from Android, and different from Samsung. And as we said, so, Apple is not opposed to not being first to market. Yeah, they, they want to come to market with a product yeah. that actually works well. And exactly, the proof will no, be in the pudding. They, I can't also, say if that, yeah. that's going to be the case with the Apple Watch. No, I don't know. No. I, and I, but I can honestly tell you, I'm not interested in this product. I'm just not. Yeah. So, and there's plenty of people who, um, when they see the first iteration, I remember lots of people said about the iPod. Who'd want to buy this? Who'd want to spend $400? Keep talking a, for a second a, here, David. Okay. Who'd want to spend $400 on a, on a um, MP3 music player? Who, who needs this? It doesn't, I, nobody needs it. I don't need this to fulfill something in my life. I don't see how this will fit in my life. I remember the iPad was the same. Well, I've already got an iPhone. Why, why would I need a tablet? Why would I need a scaled-up iPhone? The Apple has consistently proved through executing well uh, and through for delivering something that's more than what, it, than what it appears to casual observer. There's something that people do want. The watch could be that, or it could be a complete and utter bust. Certainly Apple, with a, with a $350 base price for it, thinks that this is something that's going to be desirable enough and functional enough that they can justify charging a really premium price for. So we'll see. I've got to say, I'm really interested in it. I've always liked the idea of having a smartwatch. Uh, I've played with different Bluetooth wrist notification things in the past. Um, I, I've always, it's something that's always appealed to me, but then I wear a watch all the time. I wear lots and lots of different watches i even said to my wife when they when they announced the uh, apple watch i said look i really like the look of this and if they pull this off i will probably sell a lot of my watches so i could afford to have this because to me it's it's kind of the best of all worlds it's the same watch i wear every day and yet i can make it a different watch every day if i want to and it can do loads of different communication and functional things that i can see benefit of i can see myself walking down the street using the map 
notification thing. That's one of the I only things that I really thought was kind of cool, yeah. the GPS aspects of it. But even then, I, do I that. just pull out my iPhone. Well, yeah, but the, pro- the, the problem is I do that all the time um, when, I'm, when I'm traveling to clients and that sort of thing. And it's, you really don't feel, I don't feel very comfortable doing that with my phone. It's showing to people that I'm lost, that I don't know where I'm going, and that I'm holding a very expensive device in my hand, looking down at that, not looking around me. I'd much rather have it on my watch. Now, it could be the watch is the theft magnet as well, don't get yeah. me wrong. But the thing is, I would much rather have that. And I think those sorts of things, it's, I, I see the Apple Watch as an enhancement to the stuff you do in your phone done in a different way. I don't see it as a competitor or something different. And there will be plenty of people to whom it doesn't appeal to them. I, I completely see that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I don't think, I wouldn't imagine that Apple is looking at this as necessarily the uh, the next big iPhone. Oh, I do. Terms, I think that's exactly of, what they're looking at. No, I, I wonder if they're looking at it as the next big iPad rather than the next big iPhone. I'm talking uh, about in terms of unit. I'm, I'm talking about no, in terms you know what? of market no, size and unit no, sales. No, they're looking at it as the next Apple TV. Well, yeah, okay. So even even less even less big yeah. than the iPad, even even small than the iPad, yeah. as as something as, as that could be a hobby that blows up. We'll see. Um, yeah. We'll see when I get my wrists on one to see if I like it or not. I don't know. I wonder how they're going to display it. Could you actually put one on your wrist and and test it that way, being tethered to the Apple table in the Apple Store? I don't know. That's interesting. Uh, that's that's the, yeah. That that is going to be interesting how they do that because you wouldn't really want to be held down by a cable, would you? No. I, well, if, no. <laughs> but also, but that, if you don't do that, they're going to walk out the store. <laughs> yeah, pretty quickly. Maybe, um, maybe they'll program them to give you a shock if you walk out the store. That would be funny, wouldn't it? Yeah. The, the, that would go viral in a heartbeat, I think. People falling <laughs> over, kind of twitching a little bit. Yeah, and, yeah basically. basically yeah, it's, it's, this is a security provided by Taser under license. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. Um, we got one more feedback. And uh, last week, David, we were talking about technology gone wrong and specifically you were talking about i think it was you you were talking about the auto flushers yes or was that me that brought them up that was you no no it was me it was uh yeah it was i think it was yeah a couple of weeks ago wasn't it uh when it was in san francisco yes because i was talking about them in the moscone and you know i ever since that we talked about that uh, as i've said before when i go to work it's um you know i work from home most of the time and also, I'll be on the road quite a bit. I'll be in uh, just in the next oh two months: uh, L.A., New York, Boston area, Denver. I mean, I'll be all over the place, um, and it will put kind of a, a crimp in our the times that we can record this podcast. But we'll we'll figure that out as as uh, as time goes on. But it's one of those things that. Uh, I've noticed now stopping at the truck stops when I have to go in and use the bathroom, the auto flushers, they're everywhere now. Uh, the auto hand washers, the auto give you a paper towel to dry your hands. Those things are everywhere now, David. And it, it's kind of annoying, but I guess, I don't know. I'm kind of also used to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's one of those things. It's like, okay. It's not, I, I think it's one of those things you don't really notice until you, all of a sudden you notice it. And then you do. Then you notice it everywhere. Yeah, and and I I know how these things are being sold. It's it's on some bogus hygiene thing, it's saying oh well, touching a toilet handle is uh, dirty because other people have been. Just think about what other people have been doing before they touched it, 
and you know my attitude is well yeah but we all do it and you can't you can't use a toilet without putting you know without being dirty on your hands and that's why we wash our hands afterwards and uh, i think that perhaps some people are using these auto flushes to uh live with the fact they don't really wash their hands properly but that's just an aside <laughs> i do because people like are lazy yeah yeah well we got feedback people. yeah you want to read it i do i do let me just fill some time for a minute while I put it. <laughs> i'm happy to it's read like, it oh no it's okay it's just i was uh i was pacing Oh, you were pacing. Boy, we got you riled up, didn't we? Oh, yeah, I was p- pacing about, about the thing. So, Right, uh, this is from Mike McPeak. And Mike said, in defense of auto flushes, try going <laughs> into a football locker room on a Monday morning after someone let out, air quotes, present Friday afternoon over a hot weekend. You will soon love auto flushes. <laughs> That's just my observation from the end of a dust mop. That might be one of my favorite emails of all yeah, time. Exactly. And Mike makes a good point, but what was my response to you, Tim? No, go ahead. Do you, re- do you recall? I, I do. said, <laughs> I, my, uh, Tim sent this to me. I immediately emailed back to Tim. Tim. I said, hmm, sounds like somebody needs to reorganize their shift, partners, shift patterns on a Friday afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah and I, I don't don't get me wrong mike i'm not trying to say that that you shouldn't that you should give up your weekend to go in and, and clean bathrooms if that's your job but um if that's a problem that's been identified it would uh seem to me that uh there's a there's a a, a cleansing issue that that perhaps could be addressed there uh, I understand where he's coming from, though. Yeah. <laughs> well, a, no. I, I, here's the I, thing, though: most back, high schools can't afford what, auto flushers. <laughs> yeah, but but that goes back to what I was just saying. People are lazy. Yeah. Because let's face it: if you don't have an auto flusher, you would imagine people would be able to flush after doing that. I it it, it it's difficult for me to comprehend the mindset of somebody who would go and um, leave that present in the bowl and then would not flush afterwards but a high school you know, football player it doesn't take me that much to to comprehend that i mean i that was me i wouldn't have done but, that yeah, but, but i but get it i mean that's what they do uh, isn't that one of the things that then you're meant to be taught with being in a football team about the uh the um qualities of discipline and professionalism sure but it's still a high school boy (laughs) well yeah i know and uh, trust me i've got i've got a kid who's who's, you know 11 going on 13 14 and we have our own issues with uh with his ability to flush no aim is okay on that but i'm I'm, I'm dealing with the aim situation with our six-year-old he uh i thought we had it like but i've noticed Lately, I, I I gotta work with them again a little bit. Man, don't talk about that and then you then use the phrase. I thought we had it licked. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! You're grounded. Uh, Andre, thanks very much for your email. Uh, I'm glad to see it and to read it and uh, for you to take us to task. Peter from Germany, yeah. thank you very much for the kind words. It really does mean a lot to David and I. And Mike, keep your chin up, man. <laughs> <laughs> And if any if anybody in in Mike's school listens to this, flush them. Yeah, we have DNA tests that we can run, pal. <laughs> we can find the guilty party. Um, that's that's what you have to watch for, so that when you leave the stall, the toilet flushes behind you. That's right. 
near field communications. That's what it's all about right there. <laughs> <laughs> so David, with that, we're going to wrap up this episode of tech fan. We do want to encourage anybody to uh, send us email. You can either go to the website, techfanpodcast.com, leave a comment right there on the show notes. We'll read them here on the, on the show itself, or you can send us an email. It's either Tim at techfanpodcast.com or David at techfanpodcast.com. I am on Twitter as well. It's at MyMac. I also do the uh, social media for Otherworld Computing. So at MacSales is also, uh, I actually tweet there a whole lot. I don't tweet at MyMac very often, uh, but for OWC, it's part of my job. So if you see tweets coming from uh, MacSales on Twitter, um, 99.9% of the time, that's me. So you can follow me there as well. And I'll look like a hero to the boss because all of a sudden, look at all these new Twitter followers, at least 12. Uh, and David, you're on Twitter. Yeah, I'm at David B. Cohen, and I try and remember to check it fairly regularly. So with that, we're going to wrap up this exciting episode. I hope it was exciting. I had a lot of fun this episode. We went yeah, longer than usual, too. Yeah, uh, but it was good. Yep, and we'd love to read your email on the next show, so send them in, and we'll see you guys in one week. 